Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast, where we help you get clarity, build skills, enhance your character, curate your environment, take daily massive action, and develop a positive mindset. Join our community by heading over to workwithtimmydouglas.com and get our free book and list of questions that will help you build an impactful and purposeful life. Enjoy the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Ricky Sodi, who is a realtor from Toronto. Ricky, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. For sure, man. So I am based in Toronto, Canada. I've been in real estate for the last three years. Um, turning 21 now. I got licensed straight out of high school. Um, it's been it's been quite a journey, man. Like, I mean, especially since I didn't go the, the traditional route, I feel like um, you know, it it's 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 been an interesting ride. Um, for fun, I I like to, you know, I like to travel. Traveling is super fun. But if I'm not traveling, you know, I just like working out, going going to the gym. I got you. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. And what made it so interesting? I mean, I just think that um interesting in the sense that um you know I, I didn't go go the path that most people went i didn't go to university i didn't have that experience i just kind of went did my own thing and usually typically when you get into real estate you, you you think of like older you know 40 50 year old people you don't think about like young guys getting into the business so i feel like um that was kind of a a harder transition yeah. So how did you start generating leads when you jumped into the business? Were you cold calling? Were you sending out direct mail, holding open houses? I mean, all that stuff. Like I did all that stuff. Um, what I found in my strength was online lead generation. I think just because I just like working with computers and generating leads online and closing them online. I think that's been my my best lead source. I gotcha. Sounds good, man. Well, tell us a bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? What gets me up is really just my my ten year vision. I would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, I really believe in just you know manifestation and all that kind of stuff. And I even have a vision board that I keep in front of my my bed every morning. Just kind of just keep me centered. So yeah. I know where I'm headed. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. And so that's a perfect segue into dreams and goals. What is that ten year vision? What's your vision for your life, your career, your business? Yeah, man. I mean, um, I would say, you know, my, my 10 year vision is definitely to, to have my own real estate team and eventually, you know, get into the development business. Um, I think that's kind of my end game, man. And eventually I want to kind of expand to the U S as well. Maybe Miami. That's kind of my goal. I gotcha. I gotcha. And so how big do you want your team to be? I want my team to be like a lean, and efficient team like i don't i don't care if it for it to be too big like if it's like four or five killer guys like who can just you know get the sales done everything is good like that's all that matters to me i gotcha i gotcha and when you say get into the development do you have a type of property that you want to develop or would anything do i would love to get into the condo development game the con why condo development because you know in in my um in toronto you know being a condo developer is a big thing um, where, you know, I sell for a lot of developers and I see that it's just, it's a very, very fun and very rewarding route to go for sure. I gotcha. I gotcha. What's stopping you from just jumping into the development game right now? 
I'm, I'm 20 years old, so I think I still have a long way to go. Um, I would give it another like 20 years and you need a lot of money for that. So it's like, it'll, it'll take some time. I feel you. I bet there's a 21 year old developer out there. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. There might be. Yeah. But um, for me, I feel like I want to get the sales down first, perfected, and then I'll, I'll transition. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. When, when would you feel like you had the sales down? Cause you've done 20 million in sales in one year. That's much better than most realtors. Yeah. I mean, that's on my own. Right. And that was also at a time where the market was super hot too. So I feel like that also helped a lot too. End of the day, it's if I can consistently produce that number every single year, I would say for like five years, then I know, okay, yeah, now it's time to kind of transition. But I think right now, just stick to what I'm doing and getting better at that. Mm, I feel that. Hey, focus is key. I'm just like, I, I know that a lot of developers raise capital. Yes. And, um, you know, the capital's out there if you wanted to do it right now. That, yeah. that is a good point. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I, I will say the experience learning curve, if you're selling for developers right now, understanding the process a little bit more when it comes to raising capital will go a long way because you can talk to potential investors more confidently, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Spot on. I feel you, man. Well, any other dreams or goals you want to talk about? We got have your own real estate team, lean, lean and mean, four to five guys, get into the development business in the next 20 years and expand to the U.S., primarily Miami. I would say that's, that's really about it. I mean, you know, uh, I think also just having your health in check, having your relationships in check, I think that all matters as well. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, yeah. Do you have um, any goals for like health and relationships or is it just like, yeah, I just have, I just want them to be generally fulfilling and have my health generally taken care of. Yeah, more so just generally fulfilling. Um, yeah. I feel like, yeah, my main focus would just be really business. I just love, I just love that aspect of my life. And then the other things kind of just, I I, I want them to be good. Um, but uh, yeah, just, just fulfilling. I gotcha. And so I want to jump back a little bit to anybody who might be trying to get into the real estate business right now. You said you generate leads online. Was that primarily Facebook ads? Was it um, more like pay-per-click ads? Like what, what ads were you running? What content strategy were you running? If you don't mind sharing that. For sure, man, for sure. So really um, my focus has always been selling more so with, you know, developers and we sell something out here called pre-construction. So with pre-construction, you mostly do Google ads and Facebook ads. And there's also, you know, email marketing. You send emails out for new developments that release. And then that kind of just gets a response from people. Um, so you build up a database. And that database is also from Facebook ads and Google ads, people who've signed up over the years. And so there's that. those are the main channels. There's Facebook, Google, and then you send out emails and stuff, um, which, which helps a lot. I got you. Okay. So when you were getting those leads to initially sign up to your Facebook ads, what were you offering them to entice them to sign up? Yeah. So that that's the funny thing is that, you know, with the, uh, with all these developers and builders out here, the projects that they release, they have a lot of like these super cool incentives, like deposit structures and all this stuff. So really you're just advertising their, their development and that is good enough for people to click and want to sign up because the offer itself is pretty enticing versus, you know, let's say you're selling like a condo development with like 5% per year deposit. They're giving you like you know, $40,000 back versus like an old 20 year old home 
what would be more interesting to the consumer? It would probably be the newer, shinier development. Yeah. So nothing special, just really advertising for them. I gotcha. And so how do you form these relationships with these developers? So, you know, in the market that we were in, the crazy hot market, that would be super difficult. It would have to probably take years of selling with them. Over time, you'd have to build the relationships. But now because of the market, because of the rates, it's kind of slowed down a bit. Um, almost every, every developer is open for you to sell for them right now. If you just really approach them yeah, um, and say, hey, you know, can I sell your product? They'll be like, okay, sure. I got you. That's what's up, man. And so how yeah. does it how does it look to <clears throat> first, is there like a developer database that you're finding? Or are you just like Googling new developments in the area and you contact the developer? So, you know, you can just Google new developments. Um, I'm part of a brokerage where it's heavily focused on the new homes. So they also just keep me informed of what's new, what's coming. So then I just kind of find out from them as well. It just makes it easier. I gotcha. I gotcha. And what was your typical cost per lead in the beginning and how many leads did you need to convert somebody into a seller or a buyer? I mean, so it would range. So it, so there's factors, right? Some factors would be like, how soon is the project being released? Like how many people are competing for this to advertising the same project? So it'd be range like, you know, 15 to 20 bucks per lead, I would say. And then on average, you know, obviously it depends on your closing skills, but and we say about like a hundred leads to convert one. Okay. Um, but, the, but the average commission check over here for that is like, you know, 20, 30 grand. So yeah. it's like almost a 10 X return. Yeah. So the economics, like they work out. Yeah. So you're paying 1500 to 2000 for a closing, but you're getting 20 K back. Yeah. Oh man. That's epic. Yeah. But what I, what I love about that is, you know, for the longest time I was out here trying to get free leads basically because I didn't understand the concept of you market and you get a return on your marketing like to me marketing was just a black box where you spent your money and maybe you got it back maybe you didn't <laughs> and that's not how it works clearly yeah man I felt the same way like I'm like because again you know it's just it's that risk you're putting money in you don't know if you're gonna get a return but once you have your systems down and you start seeing the predictability like you know it's amazing yeah. Yeah. And so where did you get that first 1500 to 2000 to invest? Were you also working a job in the beginning while you were a realtor or had you saved up from working um, pre-18? How'd that work? Take out loans? So I made some money in crypto, honestly, before I even got into this business. Um, I was sort of like, I didn't really know what I was doing with my life when I was in, uh, in high school. I was just kind of trying to figure out my own path. Um and then I just made some good investments. I made some money there. So I kind of just took it from that savings. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, which is great. That's epic. <laughs> Real unique story right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. find many 16-year-olds who made money in crypto and poured it into real estate. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not traditional. Yeah. Not many people have that story, I guess. No, I love it, man. I love the energy. Um, so when did you decide that you were going to be entrepreneurial? Because if you were investing in crypto, like before you were 18, you had this thought for a while. I mean, you know, even when I was in high school, I was like, I was just, I was never into school, especially at, the, you know, at the beginning I was, but at the end I was like, you know, this just doesn't make sense to me. I didn't see an end game here. I didn't want to go to do the jobs that everyone else was doing. I was just trying to like, I was confused. Um, 
So I just went, like, turned to the internet, tried to search online, see what's out there. I discovered crypto. I had a friend who made a lot of money in stocks and crypto. I was like, okay, why don't I try this? So it ended up working out. And then um, I think big mindset shift was when I joined this uh, club. It was called Gents Croquet Club. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I'm not. But it's this NFT group uh, by this guy named Iman Godzi. And oh, yeah. I got, yeah, I got in there and then that kind of just introduced me to more people. And that really shifted my mindset about what's possible and what people are doing, especially my age. Yeah, I gotcha. That's real cool, man. I love it. I didn't know Iman had a, a is that like a mastermind group? Like you pay? Is it a free NFT group on Discord? I just haven't heard much about it. It's a paid, it was a paid group. Like I, I minted, it was an NFT. Um, I guess you can call it like a mastermind group, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, that's what's up. All right. Say, say you jump into development right early. You you kill the sales game for the next three years. You sell 40 million, three consecutive years. You're like, okay, I've mastered this skill. You jump into development in the next three years. And then you kill it in development over the next five years. And mm -hmm. so now you're, it's eight years, you're 29, you're about to be 30. And you've made just millions upon millions of dollars. Do you continue to do real estate development just for the love of the game? Or do you now pivot? to something else that you have in the back of your head right now, but you're putting off. I would say I would stay in development. I think I, I like this game too much to leave it. Um, and it's, it, it would get to a point where like, I'm just playing the game for the sake of playing it. Like the money wouldn't even matter at that point, you know? Yeah. And um, you know, it's just, it's fun. Like a development probably won't even be as difficult as sales would be. I really don't think point. it will be. So, <laughs> I think that's going to be a more relaxed, especially if, if I'm older, it's kind of like a retirement thing, you know? Yeah. You know, so I, I would definitely be in it for probably the rest of my life. I got you. So you see yourself 70 years old, closing, closing real estate developments. Yeah. I mean, that's like, we all, we all need real estate. It's never going to go away. Yeah. Um, it's the best industry to be in, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I love it. I can dig it. Well, cool, man. What are the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to make these dreams and goals come true? Uh, one would be definitely my leadership skills, learning how to lead other people, which also would be like learning how to lead myself even better too. Um, number two would be, I would say still just improving my sales skills. I, I think the, there's a lot more that I can learn and do better at. And there's no cap to how good how good you can get yeah absolutely and so when we're talking leadership skills where do you think you're weak when it comes to leadership and where do you think you're strong i think i'm weak in in sense where like i feel like i want to be in control of everything i find it hard to give give up power to other people i feel like everyone's going to mess it up kind of a control freak in that sense um and i think in terms of my strengths like I think I have a good amount of empathy. Like I could feel where people are coming from and I kind of understand their points of view. I gotcha. So you have great empathy, but it's hard to give up control because you feel like people are going to mess stuff up. Yes. Okay. Okay. And just curious, are you, when you imagine yourself having your own team, do you like go off, start your own brokerage and it's a small lean and mean team or do you build your own team within your current brokerage? I'd probably be building my own team, like highly vetted few dudes who maybe I personally can train as well. 
and I just keep super close to me. Like I don't, I don't want to make sure everyone succeeds in my team. I wouldn't just want to hire strangers. Um, so yeah. I gotcha. And that is within your own brokerage. Yeah. Within my own brokerage, maybe like a sub brokerage. I feel that. I feel that. Hmm. So I guess I'm just curious because I see, I see a goal that you have. Yeah. And I think you have the means to do it right now, honestly. Um, but I also, that, that when you brought up that leadership weakness, it makes me curious, what could you give up control of right now to start taking steps towards having that lean and mean team of four to five? And do you already have people in mind for that team or would you have to build from scratch? I have to build from scratch. Um, in terms of giving up what I would give up now, I think the first step would be maybe even just getting an assistant. I don't, I, I don't even have an assistant right now. So something I would probably do is get an assistant to take care of, you know, some stuff, maybe some follow-up calls and stuff like that. And then from there, just, yeah, see where I can improve. I gotcha. An assistant for follow-up calls. Not just follow-up calls, like admin work, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I feel you. I feel you. Okay, okay. Dang, you don't have an assistant? No, no, yeah. Everything's just done, you know, because when you sell, like, pre-construction and stuff, it's super easy to, to manage. But I think that would help a lot, for sure. Mm. Mm. And if you hired an assistant, how many hours would that free up for you per week? How many hours? I mean... Maybe like 10 to 20 hours, really. And what would you spend that newfound 10 to 20 hours per week doing? 40 to 80 hours a month, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably just still selling. <laughs> probably just still making still. calls. Yeah. Still selling, still making calls. I feel you. I feel you. And so they would primarily be doing, correct me if I'm wrong, you have your prospecting calls that you do, but you're talking about handing over the follow-up calls to the assistant. And those are two different things. Well, I mean, yeah, it would probably be a mix. Maybe if some prospecting, if like a new lead comes in, maybe qualifying calls and then uh, setting an appointment with me, that would probably make the most sense. I gotcha. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Just keeping everything organized. How much do you think you'd have to pay an assistant? Not much. I would say like, even if I just hired a VA. Yeah. Average like four bucks an hour. It's very, very cheap. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, cool, man. What are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals? The highest, I mean, just selling, man, just continue selling. Simple. <laughs> That's the high, highest leverage activity you could do is just make more money. Yeah. I got then, you. Yeah. So about it. Continue selling. What character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dreams and goals come true? I think focus is still important. Um, you know, I think shiny object, uh, you know, syndrome, everyone says still is like, everyone has it at some degree. I still have that, you know, like jumping back and forth sort of thing. So I think just focus. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause you seem really solid on your focus. Yeah. It still needs a lot of work for sure. <laughs> I gotcha. And so do you get caught up more on ideas or is it more like just social media distraction or you want to go hang out with friends distractions? Like what are the typical distractions in your life? More ideas. Yeah. Social media is there too. You know, social, everyone goes everyone. on their phone sometimes. Right. Yeah. Still so, everybody's time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a little bit of both. I would say ideas are a big thing though too. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. I feel like as an entrepreneur, it's just, you have ideas running all the time and it's yeah. very easy to caught up on them for sure. Yeah. Mine's always racing Yeah, all the time. Absolutely. Well, if there were one or two people you could meet right now, this could be a specific person or a type of person. And they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals. Who would they be and how would they help you? It'd probably be like, I mean, Alex Ramosi would be super cool to meet. So think back, I would just slap some sense into me. Um, <laughs> I think uh, maybe a super, you know, like a real estate guy, like I was thinking like Ryan Serhant, maybe I think he's could offer a lot of advice people who who are where I want to be sort of thing. what do you think Alex Hormozzi would tell you top two or three things that's a tough question actually <laughs> I think um what would he tell me um yeah, he would tell me just just stick to what I'm doing and get super which is kind of what I was saying just get super proficient at what I'm doing before pivoting into like we talked about like maybe the development game you know, take it slow and then just play the long game. Like we're talking 10 years, like get to a point where, you know, maybe doing hundred million dollars of sales, then think about maybe transitioning to, you know, developing game, but just get so good at this one skill. And that's it. Yeah. And, and yeah. And then he would say just like, yeah, just like focus on building a team sooner than later. Cause that's super high leverage. I feel that. I feel that. What would what would um, building a team look like for you on a daily action or on a daily action level? Would you put out an Indeed listing? Would you start calling other brokerages to see if agents were happy or not happy? Like, how would that work for you? Well, first things first. Before I even hire anybody, I want to make sure all my systems are are solid. So I would just make sure everything's organized. I would have to uh, figure out how I would be distributing leads. Um, stuff like that. And once I get that solid, then I can start outreaching for people. And I would probably just go through um, other agents I know. Like I don't think I'd post on like Indeed or, or whatever. I would just ask people I know and ask them if they know any new agents or, you know, just ask around um, through my connections and just find them from there. Yeah, for sure. And what do you think Ryan Serhant would tell you? He would say make more content probably he would tell me to just build a, a brand yeah um which is something i've been kind of putting off a little bit why have you been putting it off just not up your alley um like i i was posting content a little bit and stuff but i just find that um that's not how i kind of I, I don't want that to be my main lead source like i want that to be an extension of my business rather than like a pill, like a main pillar in my business if that makes sense mm, why is that because i just feel like i don't know maybe it's like maybe it's an ego thing but i'm like i would rather just use content to brand myself and just show what i've actually achieved instead of just pre pretending and you know saying stuff online which i haven't achieved yet um I think Alex Hermosi talked about this in one podcast where he's like, one of the reasons why he got so successful in content is because he achieved so much before he put it, put out his first piece of content. So immediately he had that authority because like he did it. So like, I don't like faking it on content. That's the one thing I don't like. Mm. Could you just put yourself out there as you are and just start posting every day with what you're doing on the day to day. Got rejected on a sales call today, overcame this objection today. Yeah, I think actually, yeah, that's something I could do. I could start doing that, just being more personable. 
um, that's kind of a weakness I have to work on for sure. Gotcha. Is this something you have to work on or is it a decision you have to make? Yeah, it might be a decision I have to make. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Because sometimes I think vulnerability can be a skill or yeah. sometimes it can just be you deciding to commit to being vulnerable, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. No, that's a very good point. Yeah, definitely could be a decision. For sure, for sure. Well, cool, man. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. First question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Favorite podcast would be maybe... Besides this one. Besides this one, it would be... <laughs> uh, probably Alex Ramosi's The Game. I listen, to that. I listen to that one the most. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Man, Alex Ramosi is such a beast. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a cool guy. He's just very... Straight to the point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's one way you like to take care of yourself? One way I like to take care of myself, working out. Cool. relaxes you a little bit. And what's one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it too? Meet Alex Hormozy or Ryan Serhant. Um, maybe network more and in gcc because he's connected to guys in gcc so if i talk to more people that i know in my network eventually i'll probably meet him mm -hmm. maybe in the next few years well that all right final section of the podcast right here it's all about limiting beliefs you ready sure what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life if any one limiting belief um would probably be I mean just it might be too vague but just like not be not being good enough you know that's something where you're just like just striving to be better you know feeling like it's it's uh you know you're just 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 not good enough not up to par I feel you and where does that come from come from many places I mean you know maybe it comes from childhood maybe it comes from experiences um, I think everyone kind of experiences that in a sense. Um, but, and also, yeah, you know, parents were also, you know, strict too, in some ways that kind of might've influenced it. I got you. So specifically for you, it's because your parents were strict, uh, that you think had the biggest influence or. I would say actually maybe honestly more, probably my experiences early up early in school, maybe. I think those are probably the most. I got you. Were you bullied or just overlooked or. Yeah, like, I think I was, like, outcasted a lot in school. Um, never really felt like I, I fit in. And uh, that kind of just made me feel inadequate in, in a lot of ways. I gotcha. I gotcha. Do you have any limiting actions that reinforce this limiting belief that you're not good enough? I think, uh, I mean, actions in, in a way where I just discount, like, the stuff that I've accomplished. Like, I just... Uh, it's just the way of thinking, right? Just, you know, I'm harder on myself than I than I need to be. I got you. Harder on yourself than you need to be. If you if you believe you were good enough, which the question is also good enough for what, but we, we can go back to that. But yeah. if, if you believed you were good enough, period, how would that change your daily life? I think I just feel more more like at peace more yeah just 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 calmer 
Mm. I got gotcha. you. Calmer. And would it be because the thoughts in your head aren't attacking you as much or just more comfortable yeah. in social situations or both or? No, I would say just the thoughts in your head, you know, are just like, you know, not as, not as negative, you know, in some ways towards yourself. Yeah. I think that would be better. For sure. Well, awesome, man. If you were to change that limiting belief, not being good enough into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart in the way that you needed to hear it, what would that phrase be? I would just say to myself, simply, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm good the way I am. Simple as that. Just, I'm, I'm good the way I am. There's not, no need to overcomplicate it. Just, I'm good the way I am. Yeah, I figured that was gonna be sometimes. So when when I usually ask this question, yeah, um, people will give a different answer. Like the the limiting belief will be like not good enough, and then people will be like, "I'm loved," and that's like okay, it it makes sense in my head, but. And when I was initially asking the question, I thought basically everybody would be like, limiting belief, not good enough. Turning the belief into an abundant phrase, I am good enough. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like People overcomplicated. Uh -huh. I'm just so simple. That's how my mind works. And yeah. I figured you were going to have that, that answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, when they start to take over those limiting beliefs, what thoughts or actions do you resort to in order to take back control? Like, Like, just like, self-sabotaging acts or like just positive acts to try to just take control. Yeah. So when you find yourself discounting the stuff that you've accomplished, you're being hard on yourself or you're procrastinating or you're not doing what you need to do because you're beating yourself up. What thoughts or actions do you go to, to kind of re-gear towards abundance? So it's not, it's not uh, positivity that I go to. It's not, I don't tell myself, Oh, you know, I, I tell myself um, kind of like just, scaring myself i'm like what would happen if i don't do the, do what i need to do like I, I think of the negative situation instead of the positive that motivates me more um it's it's the it's the pain that makes you get up i would say rather than like just positive cheerful thoughts so i'm like what would happen if i don't do this activity efficiently where am i going to be in the next five years like it wouldn't be good so yeah i feel you hmm Kind of think pain gets me up too. Yeah. But I, I'm skeptical of if that is good for me or not. And so I'm curious if you are, if you are okay being motivated by pain and that's how you see it being for the next 50, 60 years of your life, or if eventually you'd want to get to a point where you're motivated by something else. Yeah, no, I think, I think just being motivated by pain is very temporary. Um, I think that long-term you'd be motivated by other, other things. Um, I just think maybe in this season of my life, yeah. I think focusing on what would happen if I don't get where I want to go is more beneficial than just this cheerful reality. I feel that. I yeah. Feel that. Well, cool, man. We got one last question for you. And it's actually not the question that I initially put. I just haven't updated my question script that I yeah, send to people. No worries. Um, what is your favorite belief about yourself? Favorite belief about myself. Your belief is that you know, I'm like I'm 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 just a hustler. Like you know, I just I get things done. I can uh, generate income. I know I can. So that's a, that's a good belief to have. Yeah, there we go. Well, Ricky, man, that's all we got for you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, man. Appreciate your time. Of course, appreciate you. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Ricky had to say, 
what's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah. So on Instagram, uh, tag is just ricky.realestate. Super simple. Yep. Sounds good. Well, if you guys like this, you loved what Ricky had to say, you're in Canada and you're looking for, are you selling condos, right? Yeah. Selling condos, selling homes too. A lot from developers. Yeah. Feel free to reach out. Feel free to re reach out to Ricky if you want a condo, a new home, anything like that. Or if you're a killer and want to work for his real estate team, hold him accountable to hiring sooner rather than later. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, thank you guys for watching. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and send it to a friend. Don't forget, head over to workwithtimmydouglas.com to get your list of life-changing questions and our free book, Impact Ignition, Live a Purposeful Life. See you tomorrow for another show.